You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. That's right. The internet's only college football podcast. Churning through the offseason. Even though there's like absolutely no actual football to talk about. That's never stopped us. If you're listening to us for the first time, what are you doing? Just, just what, like, what dark path have you set down? Is what I ask. Jason, if somebody were listening to this for the first time. What, what would you tell them, if anything, to help their godforsaken soul? I'd say, first of all, you need to know that the first question any host receives from Spencer will be basically the opposite of what was discussed mm-hmm. two to three minutes before uh, we began the recording of the show. Because, in fact, the first question was not going to go to me at all. In fact, mm. it, it was going to go to someone else. So I, I, would, I would tell the listener to be uh, prepared for that. Mm, I think that first question, if I can consult my notes here for a moment, which I definitely have on a piece of paper in front of me, I think that first question was going to go to go to internet deal maker, travel enthusiast, and expert impresario. Dare I say, I can say this with absolute clarity: Florida State's most accomplished alum. Period. Recruiting expert. I think world-class cat wrangler. Bud Elliott? Bud, I think the first question was supposed to be, before we ask you a whole bunch of other stuff about National Signing Day, recruiting, talent, um, I wanted to ask you about something more important than all of that, which is, tell me about your tips for traveling on the road. Because you you being uh, being a recruit, Nick, you're, you're out there quite frequently. I dare say more than any of us. And there have to be things that along the way you've learned 
and that you would love to pass on to our listeners? Sure. So, I, you know, it's just, just hashtag grinding on, on some film clips, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the way back from recent, recent travel. And uh, I was just so happy to have my European to American plug adapter because all, all those holes on, on the airport or on the airplane plugs are they're just so worn out. You know, people just, just hitting them all the time. If you put the European plug in there and you, and you plug that big, heavy Mac adapter in there, normally it's just going to fall out. But if you use the adapter, it's good. It just, it just sticks in there. Whole ride. It sticks in there for all your worn out holes. Thank you. Plug, plug the holes. So you, like you're, 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 you're using the hole less worn. Is that, is that the move? I think you're just filling up the hole a little more snugly uh, to, to make sure that it, it's it's a more of a, a tight fit. Okay. That's the, the least inspirational and not safe for work Robert Frost poem. I took the hole less traveled by. I don't know. There's a lot of those. Yeah, that's true. Like you read Robert Frost in school and they say, oh, man, here's all this inspirational poetry. And like the third one you read is called The Head of Death Itself, which I did a spy from my bed one morning. Agus. It it would be like a poem about it, it was a kind of a chilly morning. And then you read it back again and you're like, wow, it's about how God hates us. Yeah, that's it. And it was like nine words. Yeah, which I have to say, no better segue towards recruiting and questions about National Signing Day than God abandoning us and hating all of us except for Alabama fans. For some reason... Make fun of them if you like. They are the chosen people. Jason, where do you want to start? Well, we... So, signing day is always kind of an interesting thing um, because for a lot of college football fans, it's this, like, mysterious whole other thing, and yet it directly relates to the exact thing that we pay the most attention to. Um, so, I wanted to make sure we didn't lose sight of it, you know? wanted to have butt on. Um, to talk about a little bit of the fallout now that National Signing Day is no longer a one-day thing, now that it's like a four days spread across three months. Uh, And if you want to check in on the absolute minimum, now's the time. Um, We sent out a call for listeners to send in questions, and we we got some good ones back. We also, because Bud is a lawn care expert, we asked you to pair your National Signing Day question with a lawn care question. What um, is your friend who's never had a lawn care disaster? There, there are there were some people who uh, who wanted to know like, are lawns good? Our lawns are overrated, right? Do I really need a lawn? But, Which the answer is yes, absolutely. I want to know what the best kind of grass seed is. Grass seed. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be a contextual question? Wouldn't that depend on where you are? Well, yeah, you know, you got your, you know, you got your regional differences, but this are we going is for like basically most, a Florida podcast. Most versatile? I would go with that, yeah. Because, you know, Florida. What, like... What's a nice Zoisha? <laughs> Man, my dad plays golf. What? <laughs> like you say that like a, it's like a schoolyard thing. Like, yeah, my dad plays golf. That's just the only reason I know that there are different kinds of grass. Did he mention uh, Mickelson last night trying to uh, finish winning at Pebble Beach in darkness? He did not. What happened? Well, you know, Mickelson's getting up, getting up there in age, so I, I think he just felt like, hey, well, my swing's feeling good. He's, he's trying to finish off. He's like, look, just let me finish playing 17, 
and then I know it'll be in the dark, but I'll just hit an iron on 18, <laughs> and, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll just, just finish out bogey and win. And uh, the, the PGA officials were like, no, we're, we're not going to let you to finish in the dark. Coincide, I mean, Dad. Yeah, hey, Shouldn't that be – like, isn't golf all about not only obeying the rules, but also gentlemen agreeing with gentlemen on the terms of play? Shouldn't – shouldn't have – you know, if, if, if everyone was cool with it, playing in the dark – like if I'm a golfer and I'm if in, if I've never played drunken croquet in the dark, yeah, come on, man. Like if if everyone's cool with it, right? Like, all right, let's put it this way: if you're competitive with an old guy and he's like, "Yeah, let's finish in the dark," hell yeah, I'm gonna go for it. He can't oh, see. Shit, we played midnight paintball on a golf course once. Come on. Here's a good starting question for you, bud, from a valued subscriber Michael J. Altman. First part. Why should a casual fan follow National Signing Day, and how should they do it easily? I got kids, man. <laughs> well, like that, that clearly, was part of the question. Yeah, I, I, I think you should follow uh, just to kind of get a good good feel for maybe the health of your program, right? Unless you're one of those programs that just not really into recruiting. And then also kind of get a feel yes. for, you know, like, yeah, well, hey, no, 12th in the nation now. You got Phil Fulmer wearing, like, like attractive, you know, hip shoes with his suit that they're, they're yeah, doing things up there not who dressed that man you saw you saw that photo i sent you right oh i did <laughs> would you please describe would you please describe it for the listeners briefly since he, this is an audio format <laughs> podcasting is a visual medium as we've said many times before um phil looked tight he looked together he did because remember the big critique of him in the blind side was that quote he dressed like a toddler he dressed like a toddler on school picture day, but so does every man in media. I mean, we would know, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. When somebody goes, well, people in media would, you know, and you're like, well, yes. Yes, exactly. And yeah, Tennessee, did Tennessee not pull a five-star? We had two, I thought. Two? two? Yeah. It's two more than Florida. And they beat Alabama for a Polynesian linebacker on signing day. Ooh. Yeah. Which, you know. For a little while, looked like like Bama might kind of lock down uh, that sector of the country as well. So <laughs> the Pacific Ocean, yeah, <laughs> um, surrounded <laughs> the the island of Hawaii, surrounded by what the tide. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right should, should be their territory anyway. Mm. I do. <laughs> Nick Saban, king of all oceans. Roll Poseidon. Do you think he can swim? Oh, like a come on, like a fish. Do you think there's ever been a pool he could stand up in? Mm, I don't know. No, he, that's he, why I asked. Do you think he's just like avoids? No, no, no. He's he. he I'm telling you, that man. He's like Aquaman, but you know, smaller. M- much, much smaller. We saw him in that boat. He did not look. He did not look ready to swim to shore. No, <laughs> that's well. That would have that would have been a display of weakness. He wasn't going to do that. He can <laughs> swim, but he's going to be like a cat. He's going to be pretty mad about it, right? I think. Um, uh, I mean, I think Bud makes you know often makes a good case that like these things are directly related: signing day, recruiting, um, the health of your program, so on and so forth. Can I tell you as a testimonial to to the Bud approach? I, I used to be a uh, a recruiting atheist. I just didn't follow it at all. And uh, since since I followed Bud's advice, it actually you know I think follow it on. A cat, all right, not a casual, but like slightly better than casual level. It's greatly improved my literacy in the game because you know, two or three down, years down the road, you can go, Oh, hey, do you know why they suck? 
Well, I won't name any names, but for instance, one program just doesn't recruit offensive linemen. Hey, that used to be us. Yeah. I can't recruit offensive linemen for some reason. It has to compete with, I don't know, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, you know, Mississippi State. Team team that faces a lot of fat guys. A lot of real agile fat guys. You're going to need some agile fat guys on the offensive line. And let's just say that team couldn't recruit them. And then when you go, oh, man, what's wrong with that team? You understand it a little bit better. There's two teams on on uh, on Highway 213 that, that might fit that. So which, which one are you talking about? Both of them, really. I mean, okay. Yeah. We'll just roll with that. That's a very regional joke. I mean, not this is not a regional show, but... Yeah, yeah, it is. No, not at all. This is international. Yeah, see, we, we've already discussed we already the Pacific. We already talked about Hawaii. Yeah, come on. We'll now take our advertising break for Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> also a regional roll, brand. Again, roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, second part of this question from Michael. At what age should your kids start mowing the grass? I, I, I like this one for... Um, for the person who does not yet have a child capable of anything. I, I think it's gotta be the age where like, you got to calculate what's the chance they're going to get like seriously injured versus, you know, what's the chance like they might do a little bit of damage to your own property. Right. Cause if you, versus what's the chance you're going to have to go back and do it over again and they will have just made net more work for you. Mm, right. You, you might want to start them in the backyard. Right, kind of like, like like the JV team, and give give them a section. Or if you have a side yard, that like like you know, it's harder to see. You, you, you don't you don't want to have them just going out there in the front. Um, and then I think there may be some like some push mower versus you know versus ride on mower elements here. I mean, you could probably be a little bit younger with a ride on just for physical ability, but at the same time, you can do more damage with a ride on to things. Uh, probably won't hurt yourself quite as bad on a ride on as you could with a with a push uh, potentially. So I, I'm gonna say seven. I was probably on the grass at seven or eight. I, I think. Yeah, I think I started I think my my dad being. Right. Uh, yeah, did your the dad six start is kindergarten, right? Yeah, did your dad start you in the front yard or the backyard though? Definitely the backyard. Yeah, see, my dad wasn't serious about it. He's like, "You go ahead and mow that front yard. I'll be doing anything else, literally anything else." So that's why we, that's why we had lawn dolphins, you know. <laughs> Term for the little fin rising up in the middle when you. Oh, I thought you meant you had those little concrete dolphins in your yard because Florida. No, 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 no. This was Tennessee. Lawn dolphins in that case would have meant like a really crappy job done on the front yard, which, you know, I did. Cause I, I thought was, that was a term for an alligator. A lawn dolphin. <laughs> hey, it's a lawn dolphin. No, that's just Fred. He's a good man. That's just Clancy. Alligator. Yeah, Clancy. The Don't alligator. ask him about the war. He don't like to talk about it. I have a question uh, for Bud, if we have uh, completed that. Um, and it's one that I think is real interesting uh, because it asks the question of of what we mean by expertise. It's from longtime listener, Fourth and Jort. Um, one, what's the hardest position to evaluate from high school to college? Ooh, okay. Um, probably probably quarterback or offensive line just with o-line those that's usually the position that needs like the most continued like physical development it's just hard to figure out okay like who's going to put on you know 30 or 40 pounds and still maintain quickness or conversely if you're taking you know guy who's pretty overweight who's going to lose 40 pounds and how much quickness is that going to unlock right like there's very few linemen who come out and they're 
really big, but also really quick. Most of them either need to add a bunch of weight or drop a bunch of weight. And then you hope that there's kind of that resulting, hey, yeah, you added strength and you stayed kind of quick or you dropped weight and you unlocked a lot of extra quickness, but it doesn't always work like that. Quarterbacks, it's just the, the defensive types you see uh, schematically. And I think the defensive speed um, in college is just so much different. It, it's, it's really hard to tell. Plus there's that leadership element and it's just different in college than it is in high school. How, how so? Like if you had to put it, if you had to phrase it, how is that leadership different as opposed to just like, hey, guys, let's let's do this and I can tell everybody what to do. I, I just think it, it's easier to be a leader potentially at, at the high school level. Right. If you're especially if you're a quarterback who's being recruited, you're almost certainly the best player on your team. When you get to college, you may not be right. So they may not be, they may not be following you simply because you're, you're, you're the best player. You know, you're, you're the guy that needs to make sure everybody's there at workouts. They need to actually have legitimate confidence in you, which might not be quite as automatic as it is in high school. It, I do think it's different. Also, just having a car won't make you a leader, right? Like, well, yeah, we listen to him because he gives us rides. That's a great point. This does seem to be the case at Clemson, though. There was a story about um, Christian Wilkins once uh, Trevor Lawrence got the full-time starting job. He and uh, Chris, the two team leaders were going to go out. We're going to we're going to forge a forge a leadership at breakfast, and and it was like this big legend that played out for like a month, and then it came out. Christian Wilkins said, "No, we just went to breakfast because he's got a car." So if you're Trevor yeah, Trevor Lawrence, you can sort of pull off. Wait, does Christian Wilkins not have a car? No, he, he didn't have a back, car. Man. He came back to Clemson for his senior year and passed up NFL dollars. Yeah, yeah, he, he don't have did. a car. He, yeah, you know why? He's he's tied with his money, like C- Christian Wilkins is a card carrying member of the Clark Howard fan club. He is frugal, does not like bums rides all the time. How much does money not- can you load on to an Uber or Lyft gift card? Hypothetically, I'm just trying to you know run some numbers here in my <laughs> head. But they, those guys Christian did come back Wilkins to Clemson for a, for a reason, now. right? I mean. The only pre- people in Clemson I can see turning down Christian Wilkins for for a ride would be somebody whose car cannot hold Christian Wilkins. Yeah, sorry, man, I got a Kia. Yeah, it ain't working. <laughs> He's not climbing into a bolt. Yeah, you know, it's a little bigger than you think. I was thinking a mini, like they're a little bit bigger than you think, but still, I'm not packing a defensive lineman in that thing. I don't know him that well. He doesn't know me that well. That's a lot of closeness. Here's a, the second uh, part. The second part of the question, by the way, I'm oh, right, sorry. Right. Uh, it, Fourth and Dort wanted to know, I have been debating getting a riding lawnmower for a while now, despite my wife's best efforts to prevent this. What brand should I check out? I mean, it just depends. Like, do you want to just totally angry your wife or do you want to like make your neighbors jealous or do you just want something that likes to cut your grass? Run, run the option here. <laughs> okay. So I didn't even know this existed, but bad boy mowers is yeah! totally, yes! totally an unnecessary purchase. Like under really any circumstance, I, I, I think for residential we mowing. We saw an off brand, one of these at home Depot the other day that was yellow and black. And it basically looked like a home theater that can cut your grass. It's like those uh, energy pills you see at the gas station, those, those, those uh, black cats that you, like give truckers like a million things of caffeine. Yeah. If they made lawnmowers. Um, jackers. John Deere's probably a pretty good brand, you know, to go with. Like that, a lot of people like those for sure. I, a lot of this is just how much yard do you have to cut? If you're having to convince your wife that, that you need this, 
your wife may be right. Like you may not have enough yard that you actually need to ride on. I think That's your wife may be right is probably our single wisest answer to any question. Mm-hmm. Except for this one. You definitely need a riding lawnmower. Definitely. That's Correct. the that's the answer. If it comes back and they go, yeah, well, how much, like, what kind of acreage are we working? Doesn't matter. Need a riding lawnmower. If he gives us the answer in square feet instead of instead of acreage, mm-hmm. then they definitely get a bad lawnmower the for, for full iron. Podcast with your riding lawnmower company, please contact Ryan Manny. Yeah. Bad boy, bad boy mowers, come on down. We'll rep you. We'll rep you unlike any brand has ever been repped. The quality, if you actually did a podcast on a bad boy mower, might be higher than some of y'all's first episodes, though. This is true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. We have had lawn mowers on here before. Thank you, Jason. They were not. They weren't bad boy mowers. You can tell to to the listeners' uh, misfortune. Does bad boy mowers advertise like? deafening levels of volume right like make sure all your neighbors know what the hell you're up to oh they're like harley harley motorcycles <laughs> it's not polite gent lawnmowers then these pipes save lives somebody might be in the way of this mower <laughs> hell no your daughter might be in here yeah your daughter might be on the back of this mower Jesus. if you can It'll read s- this the preacher's wife fell off <laughs> it'll scare all the snakes out of your yard <laughs> also these are not cheap have you seen what oh, these no. runs these go for? No, they're like aren't they're they? They're like a car. Yeah, it's like you could buy like that or a Chevy. Aren't they like seven grand? So the I'm bad boy MZ Aveo. Magnum, fifty four inch, uh, thirty five hundred at the uh, tractor supply. When it says fifty four inch, what measurement is that? It's the, the, the uh, blade. Is that girth? It's the length of the cutting deck, like, like the width. Excuse me, the width of the cutting deck. So girth, yeah. Notice yeah. they threw they threw Magnum in there because it means big penis and big gun. <laughs> because subtlety is not this company's strong point, right? Like, they're based in Tampa. What's no, no, no? They're out of Arkansas. Why are they in the? Never mind. Yeah, no, no. They're out of like uh, Bentonville or somewhere. Oh, there. there's like a weird. Yeah, no, no, weird no. Business espionage. There's story a drama. You need to know this, by the way, about bad boy mowers. There's like some <laughs> espionage and like business, like civil war and intrigue behind it like apparently there's also like a bad boy mowers knockoff that the brother or the former business partner i'm not getting the the relationships totally right here but like that the one we saw in home depot the yellow and black one yeah there's like a mower feud between two like rival mower families in this one town in arkansas it's like puma and adidas but you know with mowers and in arkansas but way way cooler so is this one like good guy mowers or do they lean even further into the evil yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah like, son of a bitch mowers <laughs> yeah like what dastardly bastard mowers <laughs> the Twiddling uh a mustache and tying your wife to the train tracks that's what we're doing yeah their their names are very much what, what you think they would be the renegade diesel renegade gas rogue rebel revolt <laughs> outlaw compact outlaw maverick zt elite mz magnum compact outlaw compact yeah outlaw. yeah that, that'll hit you back 6300 Please refer uh, to 60, me as compact. No, 6, wait. 300. Ryan's not here, so Ryan has to be compact outlaw. Compact outlaw. Okay. And then they have a tonight. push mower, which just looks a like push a regular mower. push mower that's colored orange and black. That push mower better come with like a mounted machine gun on it. It's $1,100. <laughs> I mean, that's a neat. How much is it? 
1100 you can get financing for your push mower. Okay, machine gun is something that you could easily mod up at home. I mean, just a little metal working, right? Yeah. A little basic. Do what, that. What is the push mower called? Uh, just hold on. Gotta pull that up. It better be badass because you got a lot to compensate for. It can't for be there. better than uh, the compact outlaw. Compact outlaw. That's like the junior outlaw. Junior outlaw. <laughs> okay. Uh, the push mower is. Uh, it looks like it's just called the push mower. Fuck that. <laughs> it's not even called the push. You seen Randy? He can't even afford like he's got the push mower. The, the big. Push. He doesn't yeah, have the shaming comp- you. That's what they're doing with the name of it is shaming you. He doesn't have the compact outlaw. You push have that. You have that like in your peasant. in your in your cart at badboymowers.com and like a Hooters waitress comes around and says like, "Is that all you can afford? Just the push mower?" There's a. Or like a you know old running gag about you know oh, my neighbor borrowed you know my mower and I'm gonna kick his ass if he doesn't give it to me right like ah things all old dads and granddads would complain about but if you take my seven thousand dollar mower and don't give it back <laughs> the cops are getting called right like somebody's ass is getting unless kicked. you're Rand Paul in which case I'm just gonna beat you up <laughs> it's my highest priority to steal your seven thousand dollar mower. So this compact outlaw has a, a 810 cc's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about your dicks, America. I've driven a motorcycle that had less than that. I'm sorry yeah. about your weird dicks and the things they make you do. Oh my god. These shits ain't for cutting grass. This is for like deforesting the rainforest. <laughs> it's like free shipping to Brazil. <laughs> That's this a is fucking the mower wood chipper of the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer, it's a, a, a and the, the other option for it's a 726 air cooled Kawasaki uh, FX 691 V twin. So, 40 pounds of torque at 2600 RPM. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the first man to go up Everest in one of these. <laughs> <laughs> My God, y'all! That we've, is, we've reached is, like Earth gravity escape velocity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! I didn't know how the drag strip was going to go. It was street racing. You never know that's going to happen. Dude showed up in a lawnmower and dusted me. I have a question that you guys probably are going to think is sarcastic, but I assure you is not. Are any of these in the X Games yet? Not yet, man. It can't be far off. Like on but the half pipe, you, you think? Yeah, I, w- I was thinking more like cross, like snow cross, but... That's I why you got to get the zero turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See? This is, by the way, like, I know the event. You ready to hear what the event is, okay? Big green strip in the middle, right, of grass. Steeplechase! Right? And then a bunch of half pipes and, like, ramps. And then you just take the mower and you do nasty tricks while also mowing a clean swath through the middle of the course and they grade you on both oh like dressage well like you know you got to do some nasty like tricks and stuff no, but you like also dressage have... but the lawnmower is the horse yes and you also have to mow right yeah 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 it's so like we're gonna like we'll deduct points for ruts yeah oh, yeah for ruts or for like you know if you get a Clumps. little lawn do- little lawn dolphin or some or if clumping there are any blades right? stuck to your face this is a style question yeah you can't have any of that bad boy mowers holler at us we just made an event for you this shit ain't hard. 
No. 810 cc's? Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, life life ain't hard when the genius switch is stuck and on. Okay. It just ain't. Here is a uh, question pretty directly uh, for Bud from at sleepy at 830 on Twitter. We are recording an hour and a half past this person's bedtime. I'm a fan of a school that will never be on the right side of the blue chip ratio. That school is Mizzou. Should I just stop caring about college football? Yes. No. The blue chip I- ratio, of course, being uh, Bud's uh, proprietary metric for how good your team is at recruiting, whether it's close enough to win a national title or not. I would say only like if you are at a school that inappropriately thinks it should be winning national titles. So Mizzou. Do they think that? I, I don't. I I kind of feel like they just they're happy to have joined the SEC. Hey, Bill. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what school would think that anymore. Um, maybe Nebraska. Yeah, more like a Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. Tennessee. Uh, hey, Michigan. I'm just running through schools that were good in the nineties. <laughs> Rude. Schools that like. We were only good for part of the nineties, hater. Schools that stopped updating their resume and just coasted on it for a while. A bunch of I'd Windows look, as 95 a grad, Yeah. Nothing prepared me for graduate school at Medill more than undergrad at Tennessee. The schools that Y2K actually did take down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, they could have. They really could have. I, um, is there a second part to that question, Chase? Uh, Sleepy at 830 has lived in apartment buildings. Uh, his entire adult life and never had his own yard what am i really missing Hmm. so my buddy in la uh lives in an apartment and wants to get a big green egg um but his wife's really against this because she thinks like he probably needs some space and not just their tiny little patio like covered patio you know with apartments above it and i'm like but that's a year-round usage for the big green egg out there though that's true but it's also like a massive fire hazard. Well, yeah, you're also probably going to burn down your yard. Yeah. What little of it you have. It is kind of nice to have your own space, but it's also nice not to have to be able to take care of anything. That is nice. Having done both, not having a yard has certain distinct advantages. Right? Like I, I will say, it's easier to go from from one to the other than... than it's easier to go from... Uh, having yard and not having a yard because you're like, oh, hey, I got like <laughs> two extra hours in my week or extra money in my budget to um, to not having a yard and going to having a yard because that transition sucks because you're like, oh, man, I got to keep a can of gas in my house for summer. <laughs> like, not in my house, but I'm going to keep a can. Well, of- I mean, you and know. You, and you have sons. I mean, that's yeah, always I mean, danger. That's <laughs> There is a marginal danger of like a percentage that you kind of just welcome into your life when you have a, a yard because you go well got to cut it with blades and or if you're in the south more fun i can just walk out and suddenly there's a pit full of angry insects that can sting me that decides to live there that i didn't invite squatters rights i really do respect the the guys who you know like buy a house down by the beach and like you know what i'm just going rocks i'm, I'm just just gonna put you know put rocks in my yard and i, I does it look good? No, but I, I I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, no, I get it. They just, you know, that's like the, it's basically the lawn equivalent of dropping the top, right? 
What's your hairstyle? I just shave it. Why? Just don't have hair. Don't want to worry about it. Don't want just just shaving it. I, it's actually the equivalent of somebody who has hair who does that anyway, right? Not the bald guy who's like, well, it's going anyway. But somebody who has hair and who still shaves it because, no, yeah, screw it. I don't want to deal with it. It's hair. I've, I've calculated I spend four minutes per day on my hair. That's four precious minutes that I need to devote to my yard. What do you think the smallest acreage or square footage is of somebody that who has bought the, uh, what, what was that called again? The, the uh, compact, compact outlaw. outlaw. The compact outlaw. Yeah. Like, like, or do we think anybody with under a quarter acre has bought this? Absolutely. Well, I mean, anybody listening to the show? Just to park mm. it in the driveway. I think our listeners are I mean, more y'all like my yard. I got way under a quarter acre. Do I want one of these? Yes. <laughs> you could just park it. Would I terrorize the neighborhood in it? Absolutely. Do this. If if anyone listening to this podcast actually has a bad boy mower, tell us what your acreage is. We want to know. Don't be ashamed. You can do it anonymously if you want. Just just email. You know, you can email any of us. Uh, I'm at Spencer at SB Nation. Just go you, ahead. You can it's add an email. Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter. Yeah, you can add Celebrity Hot Tub. Just get us the information. We want to know if you own a riding lawnmower, specifically if you own... And especially if you own a bad boy riding lawnmower, we want to know the exact acreage that we're, we're looking at here. Okay, we won't we won't make fun of you by name unless you want us to. Maybe we'll start a spreadsheet, and what we'll say is, if you bought a riding lawnmower new, how about that? Yeah, we will send you a GoPro so you can record your neighbors' reactions to you. <laughs> bad boy, bad boy mower. You're you're like third of an acre, quarter acre. What if you get that fifty four inch deck? And you got like a third of an acre. <laughs> Done. I mean, I'm so accomplished. I mowed the yard today. If By you don't have a fence, you could knock it out in like probably seven or eight minutes. Oh yeah, that's that's also that's also by the way triggering a vision of me in my head in front of a whiteboard with all of these equations showing all of the time I could save equally money. If I just bought this massive mower, which would allow me to do this chore so quickly, honey. And then I could spend more time with family. That's at the end of the equation is more time with family. She doesn't want you to spend time with them that badly. (laughs) Is $7,000 a lot? The The great trick of lawn work. So we don't actually want you in the house. Yeah, that's yeah. Get out of here, please. I have... A question uh, that I wanted to ask Bud because I think it is related to um, a larger mystery. This is from at Dak Moyer. The recruiting question is: Is everything okay at UCLA? I read the ellipsis there. He actually put like dot dot dot. Bud had a good piece out on it this week uh, <laughs> that you should read if you have not, or last week that you should read if you have not. Absolutely. This this is this is a setup for that, and also because it's a fun opportunity to talk about. Um, talk about man what what happened there, there's some what happened to chip there's, kelly y'all? there's some things going on <laughs> yeah. gosh chip hates recruiting that's new huh who could right. have, whom, whom could have predicted basically it came down to to three general problems number one uh they were way way too picky it, at one point they had offered 76 kids and stanford had only offered 74 and stanford has like an actual reason for only offering that many kids because they can't get most kids in school academically. So they were way picky. Number two, they were way late on offering those kids. So they took way too long. Uh, and then number three, 
they were actually really terrible at the kids, <laughs> like recruiting the actual kids who they did offer. They went uh, one of 40, I think it was, on signing the, the 40 uh, four and five stars whom they actually deemed good enough for a UCLA offer. And we were talking to some parents and they were like, yeah, uh, coaches kept trying to call our kids. Like we can't even get our kids to answer the phone. Like they'd, they'd much prefer to Snapchat or text. It was just kind of weird. And I was like, oh, so like some of the guys that might've been in the NFL for a decade or so, uh, out of, a little out of touch with recruiting. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, UCLA, I think their recruiting class finished in the forties, which it, it Feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity because USC is you know, really struggling. They might have a lame duck coach in uh, in Clay Hilton. So, yeah, that, that's my general three category you know, three category breakdown. Way too picky, way too slow, and then very bad at, at actually recruiting the kids they did like, who <laughs> other schools liked. But other than that, swimming. Other than that, everything's going great. I like the idea of a UCLA offer being as hard to get as like a job at NASA or something. This year, they have announced that they are going to uh, have, like, I think it was Offer Thursdays. So uh, they're going to do this big thing. Where, like, they're going to announce all their offers uh, every Thursday. And I was like, why not just send out the offer as soon as you want to offer the kid? Like, y'all are already slow at this. Just, like, why? Like, if you decide you want to offer a kid on a Monday, why wait till Offer Thursday? Mm, like, or if like, I'm a competing school. I'm offering on Wednesday. Yeah, on we Wednesday, got, we got, off, we got offer Wednesday like, night. When now. do we offer them? <laughs> uh, so they're going to make some changes this year. I think there'll be more, a uh, uh, little better communication, and uh, maybe a little bit less picky. USC should have offer thir- offer Wednesday. <laughs> like they should just announce it. Hey, it's offer Wednesday. <laughs> gonna or offer Friday, where they just offer everybody UCLA got on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, immediate, immediately upgrade your offer. All of they, them. They did have a kid decide to walk on at Washington instead of taking a UCLA scholarship. Um, oh. And then there was a kid from uh, Cal Poly decided to go to Kansas State instead of UCLA. And I was like, what? Yo. What? That's a life decision that I, I can't endorse, man. <laughs> well, on the face of things, you know, well, I chose Manhattan over Los Angeles. Ah, as – so many intellectuals have. No, he no, thought no. it was Manhattan Beach. But, uh, <laughs> Wasn't there a deal with the kid The kid who got that offer or who walked on at Washington, though? There was some unusual circumstance there, was there not? Other than I picked walking on at Washington over an actual scholarship offer in, from UCLA. Yeah, he, he, had, he had been like, like, like a long time, like, like, like Washington guy. He, he really wanted to be at Washington. Um, and I, I don't think it was a like a hurting for money type issue. Uh, but it's, still. It's still, it still looks bad. Yeah, oh, for, we're we're still going to laugh at it for sure. Number two uh, from Dak Moyer, the lawn care question: What's worst, <laughs> running over a sprinkler in the ground, or coming across a rattlesnake while mowing? Clarification: Push lawn mower, not riding. So there's no there's no superiority. There's no safety here of being on the being on the deck. No, you're you're right at right at snake level. It all depends on your insurance, man. I mean, if, if you've got that, if, you know. That's the spirit. Sprinkler heads are can take a little while to replace. And uh, you know, if you're wearing proper lawn care attire, you, you may be okay if you get bit you know, through the boot. But what so, is proper lawn care attire? I mean, if you're in a place with rattlesnakes, I, I my yard doesn't have any rattlesnakes, so I, I don't have to deal with that much. But uh, I'd, I'd probably be wearing some, like, some boots with a little steel toe in them. 
or at least some boots. If I had rattlesnakes in my yard, appropriate attire is basically SWAT gear. Or pay somebody to cut your grass at that point. Yep. We, <laughs> didn't, didn't one of your children chase a copperhead in my yard? Yes. Like yes. a baby copperhead? Mm-hmm. A baby copperhead. The most dangerous ones. Those are more poisonous, super right? concentrated, yes. Yes. Because yeah. they haven't learned to regulate their venom yet. Same. Turn just in time to see his little hand go, ooh. (laughs) I like the idea of uh, snake kicking boots. (laughs) That's these boots with which I kick snakes, Margaret. (laughs) These are these are, by the way, things that we are just going to sell as consumer products. Okay, these are like we keep inventing them every week. We're just going to have them. Okay, snake kicking boots. Right, we're going to basically push and endorse the mower then we drop the snake kicking boots boogie on soundcloud yep and then I, I i had one for the gentleman who wants to leave the gentleman who wants to be a considerate bathroom roommate uh that would be the cloud buster candle for after you defecate <laughs> a cloud breaker right uh-huh. that's it you know they, because the, you know you want to be considerate light a cloud breaker candle what does it smell like victory and and consideration. The bad boy bathroom b- breaker bathroom is bad boy mowers it, candle. If we slapped a Yeti logo on these things, they would sell <laughs> almost a Yeah, No. The turd like what, the Yeti turd buster candle. Like that's it. Be a massive hit. Shut down full cast in partnership with Old Row. <laughs> here's a uh here's a question for you bud that i think sort of has been sort of uh in a lot of people's minds for at least the past few months maybe the past two years do you wish we could go back to the way it was the old national signing day purely for entertainment purposes of course as it seemed a lot more fun this is from the subway domer on twitter uh, yeah, oh, for fun purposes, yeah, it was it was definitely more fun. We, we had more craziness. Like we have not had like a recruit, Where are the ha- like animals? have his mom like taken sprint off with his letter of intent in like two three years. You know, I can't remember the last time I saw a a tiny baby animal. Like two years ago, we had the arms. was it two or three years ago we had the puppy. Yeah, Georgia, yeah, Georgia brings out a puppy every couple puppy. years, but yeah, I think the first one of those was Isaiah Crowell. He's on the Browns now. See? Or maybe the Jets, one of the two. Or maybe the AAF. If he's really serious about football. (laughs) He loves football, man. AAF. Um, Yeah, I I do think the the later signing day was better. Although, from a media perspective, I definitely like this one a little bit better. uh, Because we kind of get two bites at the apple. And sometimes the Super Bowl was so close to uh, signing day back when it was in February that it was like, it would kind of eat up a lot of the excitement. Um, yeah, that was a little awkward. So they'd be like, oh, hey, uh, social team, we have this signing day thing. And they're like, Super Bowl, which I totally get because, you know, Super Bowl is much bigger than signing day. But this is kind of nice to have have two shots at it. To me, it, it part of it goes down to what's better for the players. And I don't know that the new thing is better for the players when, you know, you have your offensive coordinator leaving for the NFL, like right after you sign, you know, and then tons and tons of other coaches leaving right after December signing day. So like, I don't know if this is an improvement that makes life better for them. 
Like it's easier for the coaches, but who cares? They're, they're millionaires that they can deal with whatever. Um, it's definitely not easier for them. Like, like it, it's, I don't know. And the thing is we saw this coming, like the NCAA even briefly looked at this proposal thing and, uh, like they were like, ah, no, it's fine. And we're like, no, it, this is really obviously going to happen. Uh, all you need to do was just let the school and the kid agree. All right. If like these couple coaches leave before the fall starts, you can get out of your letter of intent or before the traditional signing day, whatever, you can get out of your letter of intent. You know, so head coach, your coordinator on your side of the ball, probably your position coach, you know, on your side of the ball, just you'll have to agree with the school that you're signing with about what position you're going to play. Seems pretty easy since they're trying to sign you. And you want to go there, uh, and then maybe your your area, you know, like, like the guy that does your area, that's probably with whom you have the best relationship. So, to me, those three or four coaches just put that put that in writing on, on your letter of intent. If, if one of them leaves before this, you know, before this uh, designated period of time, you can get out. It would actually provide some more coaching or like job security for these coaches, but it would also help the kids a lot, which means it'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, some uh, some position coach who doesn't actually coach the position or whatever, you know, just comes in and says like, "Hey, look, I, I'm listed on 14 different players' scholarships. You better keep me around." Oh wait, there is a uh, yes, there is a lawn care facet of this that I don't think any of us actually have any direct insight into. But if you live north of Kentucky, should you ever sell a snowblower that works just to make room in your garage? This sounds very personal. I feel like mm, this yeah. is a decision that is... This sounds like a is, grudge that somebody, we're settling. This is like somebody's attached to the snowblower. Was the snowblower used in a murder? <laughs> I mean, Kentucky. Mm, is the snowblower actually how you cook chicken? I think you should sell it just because it might be the most high tech thing in your state. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that out of the state. Somebody's gonna come for it. Somebody's gonna think that's witchcraft. Mm. He's bringing fire to us, like Prometheus. It's uh, it's seventy two degrees right now at at ten ten <laughs> at night. Uh, but the feels like temperature is is seventy one. So we got yeah. that going for us. Ooh. Um, so you got to get rid of that. I'm, I'm of no help on this. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Um, I, have, um, I have a personal question. You could disagree with the phrasing of this because I've seen this question at least three or four times in the responses. So I'll just pick one variation of that. Uh, this is from at J.E. Miklos. Can I get another salty bud rant about how FSU's recruiting class was disappointing? This is a loaded question. Oh, man, they, the fans hated that. Uh, yeah, I just thought it wasn't really up to standards. Uh, they were absolutely killing it over the summer. And then, like, we kind of knew that they couldn't really lose any offensive linemen. And I think Billy even put it in his preview. And then it happened immediately. And then they looked like a total disaster on the field. And I just think they stayed on on some you know, some of their Plan A kids way too long, which uh, caused them to be late in offering their Plan B kids, which means they had to settle for some Plan Cs and some Plan Ds. And people don't like hearing that the school they root for signed some kids who normally are not talented enough to play there. But in my opinion, they did. So I said on the NOLCast recently, I was like, look, uh, yeah, I'm still uh, still a believer for right now. But uh, they signed another class with, with this lack of talent uh, for 2020 class, and I'm out. 
that's kind of the condensed version there. But I, I do think they took too long to move on from some of their plan A's that they were not going to get uh, when they're getting blown out by Syracuse. Like, you kind of got to just read the room <laughs> a little better, I think, and say, okay, wait, <laughs> who's our competition for this kid? Okay, should we be off? The, like, I just, I don't think they did that right. Um, not, not quickly enough. I, I would have moved on after the Syracuse game, and I think in some cases it took them five or six weeks later to do so, and, and it did hurt them. Is that, by the way, like in season, right? How how much does the season affect recruiting for a staff, right? Does that change a lot, or are they just working a plan and they're just going to stick to it no matter what happens on the field? Well, I think if, if your season is you know that different than what you thought it was probably going to be, I mean, I think a reasonable expectation last year was probably for, for them to go like eight and four-ish. You know, so they, they were three games short of expectation. I, I think if you're – you know, three or four games short of expectation. That can change some things for sure. Also, they I think they had to realize, and I just don't think they did a good enough job of this, like over the summer, they were legitimately in it for a ton of the top prospects. If they go eight and four, I think they really get Kayvon Thibodeau, the, the number one player in the country or on some metrics from, you know, from out there in California. He ended up signing with Oregon, but he was all, all very much gun-ho about it and would still – you know, contact them throughout the season, which it's got to be hard to give up all that equity that you'd built up over the summer in order to move on. Like, I understand how that would be tough, and yet I still think it was necessary to do. Um, but, yeah, I think you can realize – I don't know if you can move up a ton necessarily with with a great season, but you can definitely move down some if you look really bad. And the other schools you're recruiting against are having really nice years. For instance – if the school you're going up against for several of these players is named Alabama uh, and you mm. go five and seven and they look through, you know, 10 or 11 games, like one of the best teams in the history of the sport, that's probably not going to turn out for you. Uh, and it did not. That thing about sunk costs, that, that sounds like uh, EA Sports and CAA 14. So I'll, I'll assume, I'll assume we all know exactly how it's done because that concept sounds pretty familiar. You know, like we were in on this dude. And then we had a disappointing season. Now we're not in on this dude, but we put all those points there, so we're we're gonna keep mm-hmm. plugging. We're gonna keep socking away some points here. Hey, that's fine. I'm gonna get that five star fullback to play for MTSU. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen. We're we're gonna make it work. Okay. Dad, come home. Dad, come home. Come on. <laughs> the second part of this question from at Je Miklos was when mowing a yard of at least one acre. At least one acre. Oh, a barren. Which is the best method for getting the job done? Push or riding? Unless you really want to avoid your your family for long stretches. I, I think over an acre, you, you got to go ride on. Um, but if you have like, like, if you have a hardcore history show that you've downloaded and you want to knock it out all in one, <laughs> you know, all in one mowing, you could definitely, you could push that thing if you're in a reasonable climate. Like, I would say not in the state of Florida during the summertime. That's that's probably heat stroke. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, right on could work too. I just for sure. I just see somebody with like a 20 acre lawn queuing up, you know, the Mongol horde. <laughs> No, you got to get Jason's Dan Carlin voice. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jason. Break it out. <clears throat> Let's see what's Dan talking about. Dan's talking about now he's he's I think on, it's the uh, war in Japan at the Yeah, yeah it's the supernova in the East. China. 
Yeah. And uh, it's only thirteen I, hours long. I listened to one episode all the way to South Carolina and one episode all the way back. Damn! I had this. Imagine, imagine mowing your lawn in that time. <laughs> That's actual historical events have taken place in less time than it has taken Dan <laughs> yeah. Carlin to talk about them. Hey, yeah. it okay. Gets this to sounds weird. People. Have y'all ever felt like one of those episodes was short? I can't listen to them. I can't. Really? I've, no, I've, I've tried. I can't. I cannot. They're I, like the perfect zone out material. No. I just I, felt like the last one was the the, the most recent one on What, on, the Celtic Holocaust? No, no, no. Uh, that was that was interesting. Uh, this one, it almost felt like it like cut off like too early. I was like, is he, is he going to like shorter episodes or something? Because it was, I don't know. It just didn't last my entire flight. Uh, there and back uh, from Florida to Austin, so I was like, "Damn, has Dan Carlin lost it?" Right. No, we should do. We should make like a map where you put in your address and it gives you your Carlin zone. Like it shows you how far <laughs> you can drive in one episode. How many Dan Carlins does it take to drive a from Carlin here to here? furlong? You're like, I'm like three Carlins from Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> not even that far. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. I yeah. I. I've tried, and uh, this is the the basic problem I have is that I just I, I I it's just there's so much of it, there's so much of it. History, it's a lot. It's this. It's not just that. There's so much Dan Carlin in it. Like I don't know. Bring on a like. Can I get a change up? Can I get somebody like a cameo? To just oh appear? yeah, you can listen to his other podcast, a Hardcore History Addendum, where he'll interview somebody. And like he's talking for like thirty five minutes, and then he's like, "And now, my guest will join us to answer these questions." I suppose. And you're like, "Fuck! I forgot this was an interview." I thought he, like, <laughs> like my usual route I run, it's about an hour. And most recently, I was listening to this addendum, and and I'm halfway done before the interview starts. It's amazing if you have a certain attention span, I guess. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I gotta, like, maybe I need to run more because cause that would be the only thing that would just make me completely zone out hard enough to, like, focus on that. Because, cause, I don't know, man. Like, just put down the mic. Put down the mic. Dan Let's Carlin see. will never log off. No, Dan, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin's never let anyone else have a feature on his albums, okay? <laughs> just 100% MC Dan Carlin. J. Cole and Dan Carlin. Only yeah, two just, who could ever do it. I like how he has like footnotes inside of his footnotes in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's you know what that is too? That's years of being around internet pissantry. That's all that is, right? Cause he's thinking in his head, he's like, somebody'll notice that somebody will note that in ten sixty eight they actually did this, but depending on the calendar, they'd count it like this. Better put a footnote in a footnote. So some so like the most pedantic person on the this internet. This is Godfrey after too much exposure to Starkville group text. This is where he's headed. Right, right. Like you're preempting the worst people in the world. Oh my god, I just thought about Jason having to edit Dan Carlin writing and he'd be like, What why are we block quoting every single thing? Like this is not no, no. I think you turn in a draft that size, I'm like, fine. 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 Publish. Fine. I'm not reading all this. Yeah, that's it. The, the internet. I ain't reading all that. <laughs> um 
Well, we have we got time for we got time for one more. How about that? Yeah. Uh, from Flying Lamprey on Twitter. Did I say the name of that animal? Lamprey. Yeah. Lamprey. Yeah, it's a lamprey. Yeah. Great. Can G five FCS D two schools now make a recruiting pitch that success at their school gets you to the AAF? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of acronyms. I think so. I mean, those of us who uh, who uh, root for lower tier AAF franchises, uh, struggling rebuilding teams, we are we are constantly on the lookout for Division two talent who might be able to improve our team. I don't. The, the rest of y'all seem to have found a a superior AAF team, so maybe you don't have this problem. Oh, the Atlanta team's bad, right? Yeah, yeah we're bad. I, I'm I'm logging on with Memphis for the duration, and I with the Orlando Apollo. So was was Orlando actually really good, or, or is Atlanta just that bad? Because I was I was in Texas Both? for this game, so we got the San Antonio versus San Diego game, in which Mike Martz had a 260 pound offensive tackle, and they were doing seven step drops from under center. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a choice. But we did see the best hit of the weekend by far, I think, or maybe of the year. On, wait, on, well, uh, Ber- oh wait, oh wait, was was that Martz who got Berkovici to cap? Yes. Oh, so you're also. You're trying to say Mike Martz got a quarterback injured. Everybody's good at something, man. Mike Martz got like secret fat too. Like in his time away <laughs> from the NFL. Like I'm like, who like that's Mike Martz. Okay. All right. And then like first of all, they're wearing starter gear. Yeah. You realize that? Like like yeah. how are the players on the sidelines not wearing starter jackets? They should be wearing like enormous nineteen ninety three starter jackets with the weed pocket in the front, yeah. Red, red white, and blue, puffy Memphis starter jacket. Actually, that hot sh- the hot shots jacket would look really good. Their logos, their logo rules. They look like PlayStation badges. Yeah. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. You beat the Atlanta Legends. Yeah, Birmingham's uniform is extremely any given Sunday. Mike Mike Martz with a nine step drop. I know there's a nine-step drop in that playbook. Gotta be. I, I did feel bad for Bergamici. And then, the, the, by the way, I don't know like if there were any injuries in the the, the game in Orlando because that wasn't on TV where we were. But I I don't know if they have any medical personnel. Like like the D line coach like ran out there and like assisted him off the field. And was like, uh, do they have trainers or? Yeah, there was like one a- dude at some point just sit. There was like a tight end for Memphis or something just sitting on the bench with an ice pack on his knee. Like just hanging out, huh? That's a good question. Do it yourself, football. In the ESPN articles, all medical care might be do it yourself. I would, yeah, I would want to verify that because you know they could be planned by old Formula One rules, right? Like where if you crash and your car caught on fire, the field marshals would just sit there and look and go, ah, la la, look at this. (laughs) They would like like. F1, they would just straight up watch somebody burn to death. And they're like, ah, it's too bad. <laughs> so maybe this sounds like a, an intro of it sounded smart. Or it seemed smart. Oh, God. Listen, the history of, like, when you think and you go, man, sometimes I feel really conflicted about being a football fan. You know, I'm not going to take that away from you. I think there are definitely conflicts for you. Go go look at what being a Formula One fan was in, like, 1963. You're like, ah, this is murder. <laughs> this is just... I'm just watching high speed murder all the time. I think that might have been the end. 
Was there a lawn care question on that? Oh, right, right. Sorry. Um, what are some advantages and disadvantages of, of zero fight based landscaping? Ooh. That's cactus, right? Hmm. Let's look that up. <laughs> uh, I believe I believe zero fight might just be, you know, going a plant with which needs very little water. I thought that I, was just like the rocks and yeah. Yeah, it yeah. seems that would include cactus, cacti, also pineapples. Yeah, but pineapples are a... okay. Don't pineapples uh, have a ton of water? Maybe not. I don't think I don't know. So. That's I don't weird. Think so okay. Um. Like they're they're low maintenance. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm guessing one of the advantages is you don't need water because that's what it says in the name. Yeah, that's a big advantage. Um, if you live in a place where humans probably shouldn't live, then you might want to look at some of these types of landscaping. Yeah, go, I think I picked this question over? mostly due to the AAF, but then we're also learning what zero fights are. Yeah, can I also? You... How did this guy get all these emojis into into his uh, his name on Twitter? That's I want to learn how to do that. Kids now are, we have questions for you, readers. Yeah, kids are doing that. <laughs> Show me how to do this. By the way, what are those? What are those places where people shouldn't live? Where people live, but I want to. I want. I want a semi-authoritative list. I, like probably massive swaths of the American West, um, just for the lack of water. But that's a, that's that's not really a now concern quite yet. Maybe fifty years. State of Florida sooner. Yeah, yeah. That's like I mean, sixty but, years out, though. State of Florida, that's like next week. It's going yeah, down. Florida, Florida's rough. <laughs> Except like right now, this time of year. I, I did hear you guys had some snow up there. Um, um We did not have this is one thing I want I want to see you in an actual environment where snow falls. This is <laughs> We we used to do signing day in New York when we when we did those signing day lives. Remember that? I'd have to go to New York and I was like, damn it, like the one time I'm going to New York all year, it's like super cold. It was at least talks about whether like he is a football coach, though, like he is reminding you how nice it is on his campus. <laughs> I, uh, you I know, think I got muted on this morning's conference call. Because <laughs> Godfrey's like, it's snowing here. I was like, it's it's 81. 